The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. The Royals are 2-0 since Dayton Moore was 86. I'm just saying, you know, winning baseball is back in Kansas City. It's back, baby. I will take that. The only flaw to that is that the Minnesota Twins began waving the white flag last weekend. I'd love to say that it was the Royals as the as the good side of this, but my God, the Twins had lost four of five to Cleveland last weekend. You think the Royals that took them out of any any playoff contention, and uh, the white flag just went up. You think the Royals gave Dayton Moore like a parting gift? Oh, I'm sure they did. As he left, like here we got some uh, got some extra bobbleheads around here. Oh, here's a here's a signed bat from Michael A. Taylor that you no. can have. No, no, no. <laughs> That's uh, rich guys giving other rich guys gifts is like eleven million dollars. Yeah, they're no, like, here you I go. Mean, I mean, come for on. For messing up the Royals, here you go. Here's a twenty-five dollar gift card to Waterbury. <laughs> He's got two AL championship rings and a World Series one. That's so right. yeah, they gave him a lot of money. Oh That's yeah, what they, they did find a minute one of those miniature uh, trophy, the World ah, Series okay. trophies yeah. from twenty fifteen <laughs> that they gave out the season after. And, uh, it's also on the bottom of pencil sharpener too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you want the oddest of oddities? A DJ LeMayhew Colorado Rockies slash Ghostbusters bobblehead. <laughs> what they give that to season ticket holders? And no, <laughs> that was a giveaway in conjunction with the bomb that was the female reboot of Ghostbusters. Oh, wow. And so I don't even think remember about, that. So, so think about that for a moment. DJ LeMayhew, who's no longer with the Rockies by a long shot, because he's been with the Yankees now four years, and that bomb of a Ghostbusters reboot. Someday that's going to be worth threes to fours. Yeah, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's why I don't bring it into the office. It's worth something. (laughs) Welcome to the game. Mitch Fortner with Troy Coverdale, David G. Big Steve is about to host us in a game of some Do They Know It. We'll get to that here in just a few moments here in the first hour. We will talk to Curry Sexton at 510. I think the Cats can actually pull one off at Norman at 525. But I actually do kind of actually want to talk about the matchup here to kick things off because we really haven't discussed the the actual matchup. But I think really my focus is it's not so much about the opponent. I don't like the Oklahoma game falling into this situation oh. where the offense was completely exposed by Tulane. And who do you have – Next on the docket, well, you just happen to have this defensive mastermind in Brent Vittables, who, of course, coached and played at K-State. That's not really a storyline, I don't think. I mean, that's been way overshadowed by the current storylines of what K-State currently has with the, with the offense. I would have much rather K-State go on the road to TCU or West Virginia to start Big 12 play to figure a few things out because it feels like there is still no doubt. I mean, there is a lot to correct and really fine-tune with the offense because statistically, K-State has the worst offense in the Big 12 right now. And what added the exclamation point to that last sentence was, and what really truly built the sentence, is the lack of throwing downfield with Adrian Martinez. And I mentioned this yesterday. That is a that is a topic that has been beat to death by now. We mm-hmm. clearly know what has to happen on Saturday against Oklahoma. 
the defense will try to do all they can to keep that team in it. Adrian has to come through for K-State to have a chance in Norman. But there's more to be corrected. Blocking is a huge issue. The offensive line is about to face a a bot. Here's another wrinkle in the in the, in the game, where Brent Venables has basically thrown three different defensive looks out there so far, and they're trying to figure out what their identity is. So that's more. I don't think that's mo, I don't think that's really strategy. It's just more Brent Venables wants to figure out where we play best defensively. You had four down linemen in the first two games, and now you have three against Nebraska. So, I don't know. I mean, K-State has to be ready for both, right? Um, There's that to get going. I mean, the tight end position, got to figure something out about that. Um, I thought the the tight ends struggled as well, Mm -hmm. just as much as the offensive line. Mm -hmm. Colin Klein said it just a few hours ago, that everybody just kind of, I'm paraphrasing here, but everybody just kind of took their turn of having a bad day. And so... Not only does this team just got to be on the same page now, that's step one, just be on the same page with each other offensively, but every individual has to step up in their own way. That is a lot. I think that's a lot to ask for to be corrected in just one week. And some feelings could definitely be hurt against a team like Oklahoma. And that's also an environment that's going to be way different than the 2020 season. There was hardly anybody. I don't think there was anybody in the stands in that 2020 game. But it's a lot to ask for, I think. It really is. But it's in the situation where it just it has to happen at this point because, brought, because of being exposed by Tulane. You brought up the three down linemen last week uh, defensively for OU. I'm curious to see the approach because there's part of me that says that they're going to be looking to go at least nine in the box at the start of the game and challenge challenge Adrian to throw the ball downfield. I really have this feeling that they're going to load up the box and be prepared for the run to an extreme just to make Adrian prove that that he can throw downfield. Well, where the confidence is with the Oklahoma defense is the defensive linemen. Mm -hmm. They, They have done an excellent job. So far, I mean, nobody. I mean, I guess everybody could look at them if they want to. If they want to, but Oklahoma on the cover of their media notes for this game. I mean, they have a box right there that says Stout D through three, and they're just listing off all to the statistics where they are top fifteen in the country defensively through three games. I mean, Nebraska. They actually. Did a decent job running the football, I guess, at times. But nobody's been able to run for more than four yards a carry against this Oklahoma defense. And that's K-State's bread and butter right now. And there's no choice but K-State to throw the football, to be two-dimensional, to beat a team like Oklahoma, who, by the way, is improved defensively. But what I mean by that statement is the passing defense, which was terrible last year. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the compared to everybody else in the Big Twelve, I mean they were bottom half, maybe eight or ninth in the Big Twelve last year against the pass. Just so much to correct in a short amount of time, and and that's part of why I, I say that about loading up nine. Not only the challenge of getting Martinez to throw downfield, 
but the blocking challenges that you brought up, the fact that the Cats struggled all game long against Tulane with their blocking assignments, and it wasn't just the offensive line. I think you've got a situation where Oklahoma is licking its chops right now defensively. They want to get as much rush as they can on Martinez. And again, they want to make him at least be looking downfield, but they want to make sure that they've got that pressure on as well. And that's why I I see that you're going to have two defensive backs essentially one-on-one for a little bit in that ball game until K State maybe establishes something. Just what a, a predicament that K State's put itself in. You're willing a guy to throw the ball more and be like take more chances against the team that has been reborn defensively, mm-hmm. and they've been reborn defensively with a stockpile of four stars. I mean that. I don't know. The stats might say one thing. But I don't know how much you watched of that Nebraska-Oklahoma game, but... Like the first hour that, that I went to the stadium? That was a mauling. Mm-hmm. They mauled mm-hmm. them. They That game was as close as it was, like, the, the score was close for a little bit, but then once Oklahoma got rolling and they started to really figure them out defensively, they, it, it, they mauled them. Yeah, that was, it was terrible. Well, Oklahoma three and out on the opening possession, and Nebraska goes down and scores. Celebration and Lincoln, hey, we're on the board, and Oklahoma just proceeded to stuff it at them it the rest of the day. Crazy. They they are they're loving this new defensive style, mm-hmm. and these kids are officially bought in. They went up somewhere that is a tough place to play. It's been a tough place to play for a long time. It's a storied rivalry. They went up there and um, they they kicked their rear ends up and down, pillar to post, as they say in boxing. They killed them. And I think those kids have finally clicked. Like, this dude knows what he's doing. This is fun. They fly around that front, the front, whatever it is, three or four that they do. They are active and they are big and they want to get after you. They finally been let off the leash and now they're running and i think we k-state we k-state needs to do more of that pop pass with the tight ends that we saw it a couple times where they pretended that yeah, like week one yeah haven't really gone back to the tight end since week one yeah. that that little play i think puts puts them back on their heels a little bit um the plays like that to get him started Short passes like that, I can't wait to see if we try that stuff. But if we try this, let's run right at him and run over him, it's going to be a long day. I am curious how much we see the I formation or at least uh, you know putting Jax Deneen into a spot to try and make something happen uh, at running back. Or do we see more of split backs maybe in a couple of situations where it's Jax alongside of Deuce in the backfield, or even R.J. Giddens and Deuce in at the same time. Boy, that's a name we haven't heard in a while, Jackson. Yeah, I know, I know. Jeez. Uh, I mean, you know, I hate to say... I, but, but to shake it up, to do yeah. something different, because you're going to have to get Oklahoma out of playing the line of scrimmage so tight. Yeah, and I they... You know, there's always that thing you want to say, you want to go, well, we've kept it really vanilla, because we don't want to show too much. I don't think... A college football team, at least that was K-State. vanilla yogurt last yeah. year. Yeah, they, they're not good enough to do like turn it on when you need to turn it on. Like you need to be rolling when you go into a game down in Norman. But then again, here we are. 
a couple of years removed from getting beat by Arkansas State at home and getting worked over. That game, they got smoked. And then you go to the, you go to uh, the to, defense did yeah yeah you go to you go to Norman and then all of a sudden, hey, what do you know? So it could be one of those deals where we're 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 happy that it happened when it did happen, and got some things figured out, and and took a hard loss to a two lane team they shouldn't have lost to, and maybe they turned things around and, and learned a lot. Who knows? But I just think you want to go in there super happy with yourself and, and know exactly what's going on offensively and which don't look like we do right now. Well, you brought up a point I mentioned last week about what we what we would necess- we would need to see in the game against Tulane is just Adrian Martinez of course getting some downfield throws but needs to get in a groove with the mm-hmm. wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Needs to mm-hmm. Find a completion to more than one guy on the same drive. Put together a couple of scoring drives with the passing game. And that groove was never found. Right. Was never found. And so, as to my point where that's another thing that needs to get going, just that communication, second to last play that K-State had, was gigantic miscommunication with the wide receivers. Somebody made a big mistake. And that was when... Adrian was back to throw. All the wide receivers are downfield trying to block. And Adrian just quickly threw it to that east sideline right out of bounds. That was a humongous miscommunication Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at a very crucial time. Crucial. That's another thing to add to the list of what needs to be corrected quickly in a weak amount of time, and that is just everybody being on the same page. We all know what we're doing. If I'm going to change this play, we got to know what we're all doing. That play was one, I think, and in fact may have been the impetus for a lot of the boos that you heard because that play was so frustrating to fans well, at, that, that, at that point that specifically. The, that the very next one of no, not the we didn't see a pitch on yeah, option on, when there should have been a pitch yeah. and there was probably a first down there. Yeah. You, you put those two together and that was the ugliest part of the ball game for the offense. Yeah. All right, at this time, let's take our first break. Still to come in hour number one, Mitch in Vegas. Up next, it's our Thursday edition of America's Favorite Game, do they know it next? They know sports, they know jokes, and even best dating advice. But we're going to test their knowledge of music, movies, and TV shows right now on Do, do they, they Know It? We're back on the game, News Radio KMAN, another edition of Do They Know It? And I have an interesting twist today. Before we get to teams. Whoa, 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 wait, what? what? Right. We weren't told about a twist. Hey. Well, because it was under wraps. Hey. I did say that it was going to be a fun game today, though. I did In, tell you that. Oh, Ferry did. Enormous yes, Stefan over here has always got some kind of wrinkle going on. So, I like it. So here's the twist. Obviously, because we are down one player today, I figured why not do something fun? Haven't done this before. So we are doing a throwback episode today, which means that every option on the board today has appeared in a previous episode of the segment now what qualifies he got lazy it, on us oh boy <laughs> i did not get lazy what qualifies each of these sound bites today is either they were partially answered meaning the other answer was given after both teams failed or it was a throw at the wall answer to where on any other day you wouldn't be able to get it yeah so with that being said we are down one player today we're going to do like we did last week with the uh Magical hat o names, which Mitch Fortner has in his possession. Yeah, so, so if I draw two different names, those two are on the same team. If I draw the same name, the same twice, name twice, that person is alone. Correct. You understand yes. what I'm saying? All right, here we go. 
Your first name Travion. is his name's not in the hat, so I'd be Troy. Ah. Okay. So Troy. <laughs> T-Dog. So now if he picks Still Troy's name again. Still can't believe you use a Mets batting helmet. That once had I slides. got it at City Field a couple days before WrestleMania 35. Whoa. <laughs> Did you eat ice cream out of it? No, no it was sliders, it was sliders <laughs> okay. and uh, waffle fries. I mistook that too last week. And me. So ah, David G is on his own. Let's go. All right. Well, since <gasps> you are... <gasps> The one without a teammate, I will let you call the coin flip, David G. Tails never fails. Let's flip it. Don't pull any muscles over here warming up, by the way. <laughs> All right, it is Tails. Yeah, so David baby. G goes first. Uh, with well, that, uh, team names? We do need team names. I was getting there. I was, about, I was about to ask for them. So, well, can I, I get team names? I'm not as creative this week. Um, I have a. We're going to be Cats plus 12 and a half. Whoa! Hmm. All right, and uh, David G, what's your team name, buddy? Uh, yo, Adrian! Throw it downfield. Just uh, yo, Adrian. <laughs> yo, Adrian, with a bunch of ends. Okay. Yeah. Recap from last game, the Herb Albert the experience end. with a Z. One to garbage six, because Mitch was on his oh, own. His team Mitch name was garbage. Last. Just six yeah. to one. It was a bad. Oh, that was by really myself. Wait a minute. He bullied you, the two of you. <laughs> Good God. He, he ran circles. had a bad game. Yeah, he just ran circles the entire yeah, game. He, I leaned on Travion, and it just went. Wonky. It went the wrong He's way. Like, I don't know. I was born until 2015. And just <laughs> shut up, Travion. All right. So, All right. what's your first pick here, DG? Let's go, TVA. TVA. Well, I have to wear a hat to make it rhyme. Oh, I'll show you what I mean. It goes, um, uh, they squeak, squat, boing, boing, just like that. And now I'm singing in my hat. You see my hat in the song. That's from the 80s. God. Dang it. Oh. Oh, I know what that is. Uh -huh. That's Fraggle Rock. Okay. And that is, um, uh, the, the character's name is Fraggle Baby. Okay. Nope. Dang it. Try what the hell? Uh, you're, you at least got a point, though. So, yeah, I mean, you're on the board. Right. What's, what's the answer here? Uh, oh, I, boy, I don't know because I was not a Fraggle, Fraggle Rock watcher. You I said wasn't that either. last time, too. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that you thought I had that, and, and no, because that wasn't my that wasn't my time frame. It was weird because it was on HBO. Yeah, so it was like up next Fraggle Rock, followed by uh, Taxi Cab Confessions <laughs> of the Real Sex Thirty Two. Weird, man. Inside uh, the NFL with yeah. Lynn Dawson after that. Slappy. <laughs> it was, was Wembley. Oh, oh, that was close. <laughs> All right. So uh, David G takes the early lead. One point here on the board. So uh, Mitch and Troy, you guys are up now. Man, um, I think we should take a song on, uh, off the bat Let's here. give it a shot. Song B. Music B. Coming to you on a dusty road. Good loving, I've got a truckload. That's from the 70s. Do not mix up the versions of that, by the way. Because that, that is not the original artist, nonetheless. Go ahead. Okay. All right. That's the Blues Brothers and Soul Man. That one was answered correctly the last time. It was not. Stefan. It was not. Someone went Sam and Dave. So Mitch knew the artist. 
Um, and then I think it was the name of the song is what got missed. Oh, okay. So. Uh, keeping in mind that the Blues Brothers originally appeared on Saturday Night Live wearing bee costumes. They were a last-minute replacement. Oh. I'll be John Brown. You got to get on stage. Huh? Wait, they they convinced Lauren Michaels to let them perform. They'd been tooling around with a, a bluesy act for a while, and convinced Lauren Michaels that 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 they would fill the time with it. And it worked. And it worked. All they right. did Rubber Biscuit. <laughs> All right, David G. We're back to you. You got both movies, TVB, Music A left on the board. Music A. Music A. All right. Ah. To meet you here today. Wow, I don't remember this one. There's just so many things to say. Man. That one is also from the 70s. Whoever yeah, singing no doubt. That is singing the hell out of that song. Um, <laughs> go ahead and hit me one more time. You don't get replays on music. I have God, to tell you this like every week, man. You're going to have to continue to tell me every time, too. Um, <laughs> Objection. Objection. <laughs> Esteban Grande's making up stuff now. Um, God dang it. Um, this one was a hard one the last time we had it as well. Yeah, this you is, don't that was, say. That was Dusty Springfield. <laughs> Damn, that was not. Dang it. Uh, do you have a, can you remember? Uh, was, like, was that like Mini Ripperton or something? I, I was going to go Shy Lights. Who? Yeah. Uh, your answer? It's not Minnie Ripperton because that's a male voice. Yeah. Well, Minnie Ripperton is uh, loving you. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it almost feels like it has to be group. One of those groups. You go ahead, right. bud. Shy lights. Yeah, okay. I like, I've never. I don't know if I've heard a shy. So, I guess maybe I have. The last time we had this, Troy was also on the show, and then he kicked himself. Right after I gave the answer and was, man, that's a deep cut. That is Kiss and Say Goodbye by the Manhattans. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was uh, Kiss and Say Hello by the Ogdens. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, at least I got it to a group. Yeah. Yeah? Let's, well, uh, that's not worth any points, Troy. Well, it's two to one. God Good guys. Uh, boy. Uh, movie? Sure. Take. Let's let's clear out the number ones. Movie one. Movie, movie A. A. Here it is. Anybody can be a non-drunk. It takes a special talent to be a drunk. It takes endurance. Endurance is more important than truth. That one is from the 80s. Yeah. And now that we're in movies and TV, you do <laughs> yeah. get one replay. It takes a special talent to he be a drunk. He did this last drunk. time, too. It is bad endurance, not a sprint. I remember, th this, I remember hearing this one. It was one that was like, this was a yeah. big-time curveball. Yeah, yeah, it was a huge mm -hmm. curve. Nice Marlon Brando effort there, though. Thank you. Yeah. Could have been somebody. It could have been a contender. I don't, I, I, again, I don't remember. Like, hit, it's like deja vu over yeah, here because I listened to all I of know, the segments to pick these. Yep. Hit, hit again with that one. All right. Here is movie A again. Anybody can be a non-drunk. It takes a special talent to be a drunk. It takes endurance. Endurance is more important than truth. Troy. Okay. All right. Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. You said 1980s? Correct. It is in the I mean, 80s. honestly, I mean, Hunter S. Thompson between drunk and high. <laughs> That's Willem Dafoe. God dang it. So what's funny about this one was the film was answered correctly by David G. last time, and then the... <laughs> <laughs> Actor was correctly guessed by Mitch. This is Barfly. Oh, Mitch Rourke. 
Oh no, geez. I did not. I remember. Yes, I did, did not get. Nobody got that one right. Barf. No, no, none of somebody us, got it right. None, none of us got that one right. I can guarantee you, it? nobody got that right. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Something identified it as Barfly, and so it, it so we knew then it was Mickey Rourke. But yeah. yeah. No, I, I wow. remember that. Nobody I, got that you right. You know what? I'm Maybe s- I was thinking of a different We had clip. never heard of Barfly. Let's go ahead and cut this segment. Uh, let's go stand outside. Yeah, and, and what, what, <laughs> what the hell that, is What this? is this? Esteban Grande's Greatest Hits? <laughs> I guess four. Well, I guess DG has the next pick. Yeah, here. I have the next yeah. P. You got movie B, TV B left. Two let's, to one, cats plus 12 and a half. Movie okay. B. Movie B. A man and a woman in law a year ago. I'm sure you'll remember. You killed them on Halloween. That one's from the 90s. God dang it, I remember this crud. Mama and the family, and you killed him on Halloween. Do you need the replay? I mean, yeah, I do need it. All right, here it is. A man and a woman in law a year ago. I'm sure you'll remember. You killed them on Halloween. My God. <laughs> this one I know for sure you got last time. Really? Me? Mm-hmm. You got him on Halloween. And it's a 1990s. Yes. So we're talking Saved by the Bell. Uh, that's not my answer. Wow. God dang it, <laughs> Steven. I hate itchy, this. itchy finger on the buzzer. <laughs> no, I'm playing with a, a feeder right now. Was he, I thought he was going to punch it real quick. You killed him on Halloween, I think you remember. 1990. What do you think it is? I don't know. Maybe Mortal Kombat 2? He's table talking with himself. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> this is great radio right here. I am really frustrated. Um, I'm just going to say that it's it's 1990s, so mm-hmm. kill the family on Halloween. That would be, this is a movie, so that would have to be Friday the 13th. God. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't have Same a clue. Mortal See, Kombat. Friday the 13th was in the 80s. Okay. So. M- we'll go with Mortal Kombat 2. <laughs> <laughs> so that was The Crow. <laughs> with Brandon Lee. And that was the one who threw at the wall. He's like, you know what? Yeah, Just for... I've, I've never seen The Crow. Yeah. You said that... Uh, we were talking about that last time. But David G, last time we had that was like... just. For ish and giggles, I'm gonna throw it at the wall. The crow, Brandon Lee, and he oh got it like my immediately. God. <laughs> well, oh. uh, last TV, I guess anybody can win it, but we're still up two to one. Yeah. Go ahead. So here it is. First yeah. order of business. We have a long drive ahead of us. Uh, I have a cooler of water in the car, some soft drinks. I don't drink coffee, but there is a diner on the corner, also a bathroom in there in case you need to go before uh, we go. And that's from the 2010s. Yeah, so I recognize that voice, but I recognize him from The Office. Yeah, Nate from The yeah, Office. Yeah, Nate the, from The Office. <laughs> that's not The Office. I'm Do you need to replay? Just so, you know, so I can't hear wow, 2010s. Well. I don't know. Does Troy know? Do you have a clue? Because I, I have a guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is that Community? Dang it. It is not. The replay's still available if you need it, David G. I need it. All right, here it is. First order of business. We have a long drive ahead of us. Uh, I have a cooler of water in the car, some soft drinks. I don't drink coffee, but there is a diner on the corner. Also a bathroom in there in case you need to go before uh, we go. (laughs) Dude. So it wasn't community, 
right? That we've we've established that. Um, Parks and Rec. Oh. So this one, the last time it came up, the show was guessed successfully. The character was not. This was Better Call Saul. Oh, oh I bet that was guessed by Travion. Yeah. It was. And that was Daniel, otherwise known as Price Wormald. So, oh, and that's wow. the game. Uh, wow. Cats plus 14 and that a half, was a too. Das- disaster. Yeah. I'm never doing a throwback ever again. Um, I agree. That was Keep it fresh. We uh, are angry. On paper, it was a good idea. Listen, the people are angry. The, the listeners were angry. Yeah, I bet. Um, people that Nobody are... got a single thing right. <laughs> the whole the whole show. I got lucky on the one the I crow, did. The crow, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I tell you what, though. Let's, uh, let's make ourselves feel better by winning some cash. Yeah. Let's head out to Vegas when we come back. Ah, uh, yes. I'm a little bit lighter in the pockets after last week. It's time to fill them back up with some cash. A little lighter because I went three and four. DG went three and four. The people really looking to fill their pockets back up. They nearly went bankrupt. The people last week, one and six. Oh, my God. But and Troy you know, had the big week, four and three. Troy's always talking about how the listeners are no, morons and they don't know nothing Troy. and they should probably stop trying to... What? Oh. When have I ever presented that our listeners... No. I thought you said that last week that they were dumb. Well, that, check, the no, yeah, check the no, tape. Check the tape. Yeah, I, I, I think we need to double check yeah. uh, who I'll exactly... I'll do that while you guys do I your thing I think that was Brandon Peoples. I'm throwing the challenge flag. Yeah, I think Brandon Peoples said that. All right, let's get wow. to some picks. Let's send us to the casino. We need to make some picks, yeah. parlay or not. We got to pick them. Six games on the docket for Mitch in Vegas week number four, which, by the way, standings, Troy and I are tied at 12 and 13. DG 11 and 14. The people are now 9 and 16. People got to get back in the winning ways, which you vote on Twitter. At Mitch the Ford is where you can find all the games. Game number one, we always start with K-State's matchup. At number six, Oklahoma, the Sooners, Troy, a 12-and-a-half point favorite, 7 o'clock on Fox. Power K game day, 3 o'clock, right here on K-Man. I say OU, but they don't cover. That line has moved a little bit. It was 14-and-a-half, or at least 13 when I when it first opened up. I'm going to take Oklahoma, unfortunately. Yeah, um... I'll give some keys, I suppose, at 525 of how K-State will, the way they stick into the game. This series has been weird over the last 10 years. It, it has. really has. It has. Um, that, that's what makes it tough. But like I mentioned at, at the start of the show, there's a, so much that needs to be corrected for a win to take place for K-State. But can they make it against the spread? Man, I'm telling you, this is a game-time decision for yeah, me. But yeah. right now, I'll be honest with you, I am feeling Oklahoma minus 12.5. So I'll go on the record and say for right now, the Sooners. It, it might change, though, when you hear Powercat game day on Saturday. Game number two is another Big 12 contest. Number 17, Baylor visiting Iowa State. The Cyclones, DG, are favored. In this one by two and a half points, 11 a.m. Saturday, ESPN 2. Yeah, Dave Aranda's never beat Iowa State. Did you know that? Oh, I thought he beat him last year. Did they? 
I'm pretty sure, yeah, Baylor beat Iowa State last Never year. Never mind. Iowa State, though. I, I like them. They're playing good football. I'm going to go with Baylor. Oh! I'm going to go Baylor as well because of the depth offensively for Baylor. They are more stacked up offensively than what Iowa State is. Uh, Iowa State, though, their defense, I think, will certainly uh, make it a game. They've uh, been pretty good defensively so far. I'll give them credit. But uh, I just got to go Bears on this one. Um, Bears. Plus two and a half. All right, next. This might be uh, depending on who plays quarterback for Texas. Number 22, Texas. Seven-point favorite at Texas Tech. 230 on on, uh, ESPN, rather. So the way I look at it here, yes. We, We found it earlier today. Quinn Ewers, who was injured in the Alabama game, will travel to Lubbock. He will suit up, but it's not guaranteed if he will play. Now, Donovan Smith most likely, for sure, really, is going to be the quarterback for uh, Texas Tech. He threw a crucial pick six against NC State. Just didn't have the zip that he had had previously. Uh, I think no matter who uh, is quarterback for Texas, I'm going to take the Longhorns to win. Cover seven points, sure. Yeah, I think that that's a, a gimme for as much as Tech would love to be able to celebrate at home because it appears to be what will be the potentially last visit by Texas to Lubbock. Oh, my God, that's So right. there's going to be yeah. an atmosphere there, but I, I just don't know that Tech has the horsepower to be able to pull that off. No, but it's going to be a weird, wild game. I can guarantee yeah, that, that, that much. That it may very well be. Yeah, it's going to be Texas, though. It's Texas to cover. All right, now we jump out of the Big 12 and go to uh, number five, Clemson, at number 21, Wake Forest. This is an 11 a.m. game on ABC. I'll let uh, I'll let DG go first on this one. Um, I re- like Wake Forest 21. Yeah, big deal. Clemson. I I'm gonna pick them to cover. They are they're mean, man. I like Clemson in this game. Wake upset them last year. Mm-hmm. I think Clemson's gonna be hungry for the revamp, if you will, and gain the revenge in that ball game. I I think I'm gonna go with Clemson as well the road i'm gonna go clemson as well not 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 really an explanation on that one yeah i just think seven point favorite i think clemson is better than just seven points against wake forest that's that's really it now this one might be a little tricky but number seven usc is visiting oregon state both teams undefeated 8 30 on the pac 12 network the trojans will be visiting as a a six-and-a-half-point favorite, Troy. (sighs) I'm going to have to roll the dice and go with Oregon State. Mm. I want to see that upset take place. And I need to confirm, I know Oregon State played Montana State in Portland at what is the uh, uh, Portland uh, Thunder Stadium earlier uh, this year. Uh, I'll tell you. And if it's there, because I know that they're doing construction on Oregon State's stadium back in Corvallis. The Beavers crushed Montana State. Yes, I know that. I'm fully aware of that, yes, which surprised a lot of people at this level, but at the FCS level. But, yeah. Um, I just love the fact that, uh, you know, uh, that they got on the field there because the city of Portland essentially kicked Portland State out of that stadium because of the soccer team 
You remember when USC was really good, Matt Liner and Reggie Bush, all them guys, and then Oregon State beat them? <laughs> that was funny. It's not going to happen this week. Uh, USC <laughs> is going to cover six and a half points for sure. This, this game has been billed as the Oregon State offense versus the defense of USC. USC's been the best team in the country so far with takeaways, forcing turnovers. It's the most since that 2014. They have 10 right now through their first handful of games. Meanwhile, yes, a 68-point effort for the Beavers against Montana State. They are one of the best offenses in the country in yards per completion. So to me, with the 6.5, it's kind of a coin flip. I'm going to go, though, on the road. I'm going to take USC to cover six and a half points. And then the finally, we have the garbage game of the week, which we haven't actually done in a couple of weeks because I kind of forgot about it. But the garbage game of the week is Vanderbilt at number two, Alabama. The Crimson Tide favored by 40 and a half points. Oh. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Vanderbilt is like off to their best start ever or something like that. No, that's not true, but it's really good. Um, Troy, you want to take this one first? Uh, I'm going to go Bama, but I don't think that they cover 40 and a half. So you're taking Vanderbilt. I, I'll take Vanderbilt then, yeah. I'll I, take, that's, yeah. I'll that's take just, Alabama to cover. He just stop asking about it. I, mean, it, I love that clip of Nick Saban. You just stop asking about it. Uh, they're going to kill them. 50 to nothing. I mean, that is such a heavy line. Man, Vanderbilt, honestly, I know Hawaii's trash, but Vanderbilt looked really impressive in that game. That was a week zero game. and Yeah. Alabama really has – uh, if you ask Nick Saban, Alabama's not playing the best football so far this year. Yeah. They're not. You know, one point win at Texas was not – they were not happy right. in Tuscaloosa. But 40 and a half points, that's a ton. That's a ton. You know what? Give me Vanderbilt. Whoa. Give me Vanderbilt to lose by five touchdowns instead of six. Whoa. And that's going to do it for Mitch in Vegas. Again, go to at Mitch the Ford on Twitter to make your selections for the games this week and see if the people can climb out of that basement that they are in right now in the standings. Coming up in hour two, can the Cats actually beat Oklahoma? We'll talk about it at 525. And Curry Sexton is up next. Don't go anywhere. Hour two of the game after work is coming up. But right now, it's your local news. News.